soon as you say, I really want, and even at first, the goal is exciting. The goal is fun. But we get so obsessed that we suffer all the way through. And when we arrive there, we just like destroy and we cannot enjoy being there. I decided, and I'm not successful 100% of the time, but to remove have to from my vocabulary. Mm. Right and yeah. as soon as I say I have to, I say, how can I say I want to? If I cannot say I want to, it's out of my to-do list. Welcome to the Impact Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Cartavera, the leadership development ecosystem that helps you grow your people grow your business and grow your life. Today is episode 42 and our special guest is Sebastian Roger de Nunez, who's coming to us from Lisbon, Portugal, and just be ready to be inspired and energized today. Sebastian is bringing so much big energy and joy to our conversation today. In fact, the title of today's program is Celebrate, bring more joy, fun, and motivation into your leadership and life journey. Sebastian is a transformational speaker, coach, and trainer. He founded an organization called the Thought Leader Academy that helps leaders scale income, impact, and fun. Interestingly, he speaks 12 languages. He's given, I think, four TEDx talks, and he actually coaches others on securing and giving TEDx talks. He's going to talk about the idea of not only improving your outcomes, but he's also going to talk about what is that journey like? What's the experience like? Really having sincere and passionate and fun celebration and joy along the way. Note at the end, he's going to talk about a really cool concept about integrating the old sage, the adult, and the child within us as we walk our life's journey. It's a fascinating concept. I know you're going to be energized. You know, frankly, I wish you could see Sebastian, not just hearing, but I know you're going to feel his energy, you're going to feel his joy, and you're going to feel like celebrating when you're done with this episode. Welcome to the Impact Leadership Podcast, where we explore leadership, business, and personal growth to help you grow your business and live a richer life. We're your hosts, Jeff Dishwitz and Craig Matthews. We believe that leaders have to put their people first. And if you don't have time to grow your people, then you're not leading. Get ready for conversations that will challenge your thinking and help you transform your leadership and your business. Welcome to your bigger business and bigger life. Today we have uh, Sebastian Roger de Nunez. Uh, He'll give a little more of his history. He's coming to us today from Lisbon, Portugal. Sebastian is an interesting uh, person. I, I loved when I saw his profile. He founded something called the Thought Leader Academy. Uh, he's a coach, a speaker. He's a speaking coach. I, I love this phrase, scaling income, impact, and fun, which is <laughs> what this is all about here. And I also know, you know, I'm, I'm a little jealous. I'll admit it, Sebastian. You know, you've done two TEDx talks, not just one. You've done two. Oh, stop it. He's putting up four fingers. I'm going to go hide behind the wall here and feel some shame. Um, or motivation, or motivation. And, and one of those was called basically, you know, how to be a 21st century leader. And of course, we're going to talk about leadership today. So welcome, Sebastian, to Impact Leadership Podcast. Yeah, welcome. So much for having me. It's like I've been watching what you've created. and I, It's an amazing work. And I think we're very aligned and, I, and I'm grateful to see more and more people like 
us showing up and creating and spreading that because I think in the end we all have it. We all have this desire for impact and leadership. And mm. thank you so much for having me and creating this impact together. <laughs> well, I'm a little disappointed. You know, on the Impact Leadership Podcast, we typically just air our, the audio of this. And I'm sorry you're all missing the visual experience of Sebastian because he is very animated. He's up. So I hope that I know the energy will come through. I'll give you the descriptors as needed throughout. Even has fresh flowers behind him. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so, so tell, give us a little bit of the story, Sebastian. What brought you here today and your journey? So I'm not going to do the full story, but I studied engineering. Hmm. And from the day I stepped foot in the engineering school, I knew like, no, 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 I don't belong here. <laughs> I don't belong here. And, but I still do the same job. I love solving bugs. That I love investigating and understanding what is preventing these program to function. It's just that I find it much more exhilarating to see a human work properly like, and do the function it's supposed to do than a program. I feel it's much longer lasting. So long story short, I did that. And as soon as I could, I just quit. Actually, I quit IT twice because I failed the first time. <laughs> and, and I looked for my own path. I think like many people that might be listening here today, we're just like, we are looking for the thing where we feel 100% home. And for six, eight years, actually, I coached in languages because I speak 12. So I was oh gosh. At, yes. So I was looking at what are the most efficient way to learn a language. But the main thing that came up in the coaching of the language, so at first I didn't know how to teach. I just started. My girlfriend said, hey, why don't we teach languages? You love languages. Why not try? <laughs> but very quickly I realized, no, I don't want to teach a language. I want to teach how to learn a language. Hmm. And the main thing that came up was motivation. The main thing that would make someone learn faster than someone else is motivation, then strategy, like having the right strategy. And obviously I developed a lot of strategies, but the first thing was motivation because people were saying to me, I want to learn English because I want to get a new job. Actually, what you want is a new job, not to learn English. So let's focus on the actual goal. And just to cut the chase to where I am today, I, I felt trapped in that journey because I didn't want to teach languages. I want to help people to find a shortcut to what they truly want in life. Mm. And that helped, got me to go to Australia where I discovered the whole world of coaching, actual coaching or language coaching, and then came back to Europe and brought that energy back into Europe and grew from there. And that took me here with many ups and downs, many, many journeys to the abyss, if you're familiar with the hero's journey, <laughs> where it was struggling and about to die. But made me stronger and more embodying my, my message. Mm, that's so what, good. Yeah. Okay, so let me get this straight, Sebastian. So, so we're, we can also talk about the hero's journey here. We're on that oh, yeah. same page too? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is where we strap in. Yeah, this, that's right. This is, this is we're going to go deep here. I got to say, though, talk. 12 languages, that's, that's amazing. Um, yes. I, I, it's just, don't know, I know anybody I, else. It's been like strong focus and I'm very proud that I managed and uh, took me, I, without that, I would not be speaking to you today. Like my first TEDx talk you mentioned mm. has like over a quarter million views and it's about the languages and that really propelled also my own journey. So mm. 
I'm really grateful for that. Wow. So one thing I'm curious about that I, I didn't know I was going to ask is <laughs> you've clearly traveled extensively. We talked at the beginning, a lot of travel you've done even the last year. One of the things I always wonder, because I have traveled a decent amount, but do you see differences internationally when it comes to leadership? Because sometimes I, when I look at the holes in leadership in the States, I say, well, it's our issue. It's not the world's issue. Totally. hundred <laughs> percent. I think a lot of the leadership I fall into is greatly inspired by the Anglo-Saxon leadership, like US, UK, Australia. I, I discovered this form of leadership when I went to Australia. It's very similar in many ways to the US in the mentality. Probably you could see a lot of differences, but if you look at compared to China or uh, Morocco, they look very similar from that distance. And, and yes, um, I think, and I think we'll get to that point later in like, for me, what's very important is the balance between two poles. And I think the leadership in the US and the Anglo-Saxon culture is very individualist, actually. It's very about my success and obviously taking people in, but it's really uh, like, you can do it. And, and I, I think that's great because my French education, even though I'm French Argentina, I grew up in France, is, well, here are the boxes where you can go. And if you don't like it there, well, Suit yourself. It's just like that's what's available. And like to go on the other upper layers, it's like you have to be from a family, or at least that's the belief I had, the education I received. Like, and whereas the, in, the, in Australia, they have these really like the, the same as the American dream, the Australian dream, where it's like, you want it? Then do it. You can do it. <laughs> the right thing, you can do it. And yeah, I, 100%, all cultures are a different approach to leadership. And I think the chance we have in the world we live in is that the borders are fading so we can be inspired by all these different yes. forms to take the best because no, there's no form of it that is better. It's just they have better components, but then if you push it too much, they have bad sides. <laughs> so you, I, I'm really curious. You created something called the Thought Leader Academy. And tell us about the academy, but more importantly, this idea of the, I'm going to call it integration, the integration of scaling income, impact, and fun. Tell us about that mission. So I think I'll, I'll start with income. I, again, I grew up in France where not maybe for everybody, but for a lot of the people around me and the education I was in, money was bad. Like it was bad. It's good to have enough, but it's bad to have more than enough. You start to be like of the upper class, you know, the aristocrats, and you're, you still. And, and that was a very big thing for me to overcome that part, to understand that actually you can do great things with money. Not only you can do great things, you can do amazing things. And if you have a good heart, if you have the good intentions, and you want actually to create the impact, well, you better have the money to fund all this great vision that you have. So I, it's a component that I pass on because it's a fuel. It's not the destination. Money is not the destination. It's the fuel you put in the car to get you where you want. And the more fuel you have, the further you go or the faster you go. So it's really a big part. And the impact has been always what drove me. Hmm. 
But again, in France, when I wanted the, the idea of scaling, what was presented to me, and I don't want to say France is bad for entrepreneurship. I just say that was my story, my environment. What I, like the entrepreneurs I met was like, the idea of scaling was boring because it, it meant more administrative work and less work, mm. like the work that I actually love, which is actually being in the impact phase of, uh, of, of my action, my gift. Yeah. And fun. Like, seriously. I, seriously, I, just, I'm just quite curious, Jeff, Craig. Like, have you ever set a goal and you're like so obsessed about the goal that you are actually hurting yourself trying to get there? Like, <laughs> I've done it. Done it. Instantly. As soon as you say, I really want, and even at first, the goal is exciting. The goal is fun. But we get so obsessed that we suffer all the way through. And when we arrive there, we just like destroy and we cannot enjoy being there. So I, and that sounds like a bad plan, right? Yeah. Cause you can, you can plan to have fun along the way. You can, you can yeah. plan to enjoy the journey or you can plan to be miserable as you're going through it. Yes. That, that's why it took me to, to work really on this concept of vision, which is the core of what I pass on is how do we make sure that we bring everything you want in the future vision into your present? Because like 99% of it can be done today, experience today. So we want to have that. So we enjoy the journey along the way. And then we actually let the journey decide where we end up. <laughs> we, get, we don't control everything. And in the end, we, well, the only thing we want is a feeling. And I call it fun. It can be fulfillment. It can be excitement. It can be joy. It can be love. Call it whatever. I love fun. Wow. Unattachment. Yes. Unattach the outcomes. Yeah. Well, and it's so easy. What you're describing is so easy to the trap of saying, once I get there, I'll celebrate. Once I get there, I'll feel good about it. Once I get there, I will have fun. And, you know, there's a, it's, I'm sure it's thousands of years old, the, the phrase that it's not about the destination, it's the journey. Hmm. And everybody on the planet, I feel like knows that they've heard it. But then the question is, are they living that every day? Are they living it like a journey? Or are they living it like, hey, I'm just trudging. I'm just, I'm just hauling rocks today. I have to do this thing. <laughs> yeah. So like, thank you, Craig, for just saying that phrase. <laughs> I decided, and I'm not successful 100% of the time, but to remove have to from my vocabulary. Mm. Right and on. Yeah. As soon as I say I have to, I say, how can I say I want to? If I cannot say I want to, it's out of my to-do list. Yeah. I, like, I, it's not like I have to pay taxes. No, you want to pay taxes because you actually don't want to maybe go to jail and or have a VR. <laughs> I want to ride, drive on nice roads, you know. So you actually want to pay your taxes. And as soon as you shift all the have-tos to want-tos, Ah, you take pleasure in every single action. So good. Well, Thank I you love, for that reminder. I love that you said that because I'm a big word person as well. And I, I look <laughs> at words and what words I want to use, what I don't want to use. And that's one of those. But what I found, Sebastian, especially in my coaching clients, is the more they say they have to do something, the less likely they'll actually do it. It's actually less likely. Mm. It's not only less fun, they're less likely to do it. They'll say, oh, I... I have to lose weight. I have to write this book. I have to read this book. I have to change my business. I said, well, no, you don't. And apparently you don't because you haven't. 
<laughs> let's talk about what you really want to, and maybe we'll actually get something done. On fear. <laughs> it's true. It's just a perception that something bad will happen if you don't. Well, then that means that you actually don't want that thing, bad thing to happen, and you want the good thing. But it's just very empowering because the have to makes it like it's something external, the world, my, the family, the culture, the government wants me to do someone else, and I'm fulfilling someone else's wants instead of mine. And so when you shift it, oh, I also use cool. a different word, I get to, which is, is kind of a, you know, I am blessed to be able to do this thing, right? Yeah. That it's a gift. Wow, I love that. Yeah. I have so, so much luck to be paying taxes. <laughs> it's a, how many people are not paying taxes? That's not a good thing. No. <laughs> my, I, I guess my parents haven't paid much taxes and had a lot of refund over the years. That was not a good thing. Like you want to be able to say, you know what? I'm paying a lot of taxes this year. That means I'm earning a lot of money. I'm contributing. <laughs> it's going through me and I'm happy to have it more of it. You know, if you don't, if you contract, it's just an example, but sure. it really, I think, uh, something that speaks to a lot of people. <laughs> well, it sounds like a lot of what you share and, and what you live is, the word I'll use, it's about the perspectives you choose to have mm. on everything. Yeah. So if that's true, share some more about how perspectives impact our journey. You know, uh, I want to say, uh, I feel like inspired to share a short story of, I was in the kitchen with a friend of mine. It was 1 or 2 a.m. and we were into a very deep conversation. And I'm like, I don't know what people see in me. I don't understand. Sometimes I have this admiration and he says like, but they see that you're free because you mm. travel, you have your job and all this. And I told him, but I don't feel free. I feel trapped. I feel like so many of the things I would love to do. And, but he says, he told me like the difference between you and them is that they want to ignore that they're in a cell and pretend that they're free. Whereas you know that you're in a cell and you make it yours. Like everything in life you design, you don't like the bars. If this bar can be moved, you move it. If you, you, not, you paint it in a way that you can enjoy. Because, and, and I, what I'm trying to say here, I cannot do everything. I cannot start to take off and flying. Maybe that's a limiting belief, but I cannot. I'm limited by my physical uh, lim limitations. I cannot, there are some things I can't do. But I learn in terms of perspective to say, what is in my control? What can I change? And if I know how to change it without attachment, otherwise we fall into the first trap, I change it. Like I, I suffered for a long time when I had my friends from my engineer school telling me, oh, I'd love to quit. And I'm like, then don't, then do it. <laughs> don't speak about it. If you want to do something, then do it. I would love to do some sport. So we come back to this conversation where like, if you want, if you have this desire, act on it or stop talking about it. <laughs> Sebastian, I'm sorry, this is crazy talk. You're, you're saying that people have choices? I mean, we are all limited in our choices, but once you say it's really the simplest city, I don't remember the exact quote about serenity, but it's the, the, it was like, give me the wisdom to make the difference between what I can change and um, can't change, change the thing I can change and the, accept the things I can't change. 
and there I will be serene. That's not the and to case. know the difference. But no, to, the wisdom to know the difference. That mm-hmm. was the sentence. Give me the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, you, you said something near and dear to my heart because mm-hmm. I've said what you said to a lot of people. It doesn't always make me popular when I do, <laughs> which is they'll say, this is what I want to do. I, I wish all that stuff. And I'll say, well, look, do it. Either do it or, or shut up. Right. Because <laughs> I'm really tired of hearing you talk about it. Exactly. And, and it's okay if you don't want, and I'll tell them, look, it's okay if you don't want to do it. It's okay. I actually don't judge you for not doing it. But yeah. stop telling me how much you want to change, because that I'm tired of listening to. Exactly. Right. And that's an exercise I, I haven't led in a while, but I love to lead. It was, I was, and we go back to the one, two, have to. I was making people put in columns, seven columns. The things they wanted to do from, I am doing it, you know, I am working on my podcast or uh, to, I hope one day I will, you know, like, and you put the things like that I would like to do, I, I want to do, I will do, I'm going to do, I am doing. And you had like a spectrum from, I am acting upon it. I'm like, it's like a distant dream. And then I said, but you have only two columns. I'm doing it, or I'm not doing it. <laughs> to the not doing it, you can keep talking about it, but don't suffer when you talk about it. That's the difference. I still say I would love to do some kite surfing. I moved in this area because there's a kite surfing school nearby, but I'm not going to suffer because I'm not going because there are too many people at the moment. I just can keep saying, like, I would like to try kite surfing, but I say it with a smile, not like, I would like to find the time and the commitment to go kite surfing. See, there's a completely different, because I think it still defines you, the desires you have that you don't act upon, because the more you talk about it, the more likely you are eventually to act upon it. But it's a difference to suffer when you talk about it. I would love to <laughs> say it with a smile, and you say, cool, eventually you will. But if you say, I would love to quit my job, I can't stand it anymore, and you don't, like, wait, then do it. If, if there's like, you, you get my point, like it's really about the, the feeling you attach to the word you say when you say them, like the powerlessness, like as, as, so, as if someone else was deciding for you and you had like external elements you had no control over. Hmm. Most of the yeah. time. I keep saying, boy, I can't wait to get back to flying. And I, I don't know if I'm <laughs> always being positive about that. It's like, Wishing, wishing that I could, but then not choosing to set aside the money to do that, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's just like noticing. I'm not saying I succeed at that all the time. I'm just saying mm-hmm. noticing myself when I'm starting to beat myself up for the things that would, I would love to do more sports every day or meditate more. And then you start, it's, we go back to this thing of setting a goal and suffering because you're not making progress. And like two weeks ago, I think you'd love, find that interesting. I came up with this vision where it's just like from zero to expertise. Like I, it's like, I'll try to describe it for the listener, but you grow in your expertise. So you become better at it. Let's say you want to eat better. So this, when, as soon as you start, you decide you eat better, even if it's a tiny bit better. But the problem is, as you start to decide to eat better, also your awareness of how bad you are eating grows. So as much as your progress increase, 
your awareness to how bad you're behaving also increases, so you feel worse about yourself, even though you're behaving better <laughs> before you decided to act upon it. And that's like the, the, the something terrifying. I, I've noticed that with food. I've committed to, eat, like, to have a healthier diet, but I still feeling worse about my diet now. And I'm eating so much healthier than I was eating like six months or if, like not to mention three years ago. Humans are so weird. <laughs> and that's a terrifying part of uh, the, what I call the masculine, the yang, you know, like the achieving the mind. It's a wonderful propeller but it's a terrible judge. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Well, doesn't, you know, how much of that, Sebastian, comes from, I'm going to call it cultural. You know, I think that I have been culturized. Many people have been culturized to be motivated negatively. Like, I'm going to avoid something. So if, if I'm going to avoid, so I, you know, like you're talking about, I'm noticing how badly I'm eating. And somehow I'm supposed to feel bad that I'm eating bad and then I'll do better eating. And a lot of the, the guides for change are like that versus what do you want? What are you trying to get to? Mm -hmm. You know, to me, that, that's where you can have fun because I can't have a lot of fun if I'm feeling bad about myself every right. day. You know, let me go in front of the mirror every day and go, wow, that looks disgusting. <laughs> I want to change that. Well, I'm reminding myself every, every day. Well, that's pretty disgusting. That doesn't feel like a fun journey to me. No. <laughs> oh. that, that, we, we, we love for that and uh, to bring up celebration. I think we don't celebrate yes. enough. Yes, yes, yes. And, it, and like when I say celebration, like, like Craig, that was celebration. That was just a celebration. <laughs> I was celebrating the idea of celebration. That's right. <laughs> hey, like, you know, let's jump. Let's That's right. <laughs> to just celebrate. So... Obviously, there are many practices, gratefulness practices, but I love really celebrating because gratefulness, I, I love gratefulness because it's more subtle. But to hijack these, like these behavior of saying I look ugly in the mirror, the dancing and getting the body active, and we, you know, we talked about celebration, we all moved. Like you don't see that if you're listening, but we all moved. And <laughs> this idea of jumping, dancing, using the voice, using the whole body, and also to associate pleasure with having achieved that thing we just achieved. Mm. Like we would dance like when we have a sale, like someone's buying into our programs, we just like, we, we start dancing. <laughs> Obviously, I notice so much like when you get used to a certain amount of sale or like a certain income, you celebrate it less. So we're like, it's also training ourselves sometimes to celebrate even the little wins. Right. Or because it used to be a big win. And it's still mm, a big win. Yeah. To have that as, a, like, as your little win, what used to be, it's like you gotta keep celebrating. And one activity we, I love facilitating, I, I really love doing this. It's, we call it, I'm amazing. So <laughs> we, we especially in our retreat, and we put people in groups of three. We put heavy metal, but not like, like hell metal, just like really loud, energetic. And we have people scream for five minutes why they're amazing. Five minutes. And you have on the top of your lung to force it because we're usually, we're, we tend to be like, uh, you can't see that on camera, but when we're saying something we're proud of ourselves, 
we tend to like shrink a bit our body because we don't want to show off the whole thing. They say, yeah, I did that thing. Yeah, I speak 12 languages. Yeah, I did four TEDx talks. And you know, <laughs> same time. Instead of, you know, expanding, I say, I did freaking 12, I speak even 12 languages. I've done four TEDx talks and I did that and I impact tens of people. I don't, and you scream. And what, the reason why we make it five minutes is because after two minutes, you're out of the things that are automatic. <laughs> two minutes, you have to start thinking things about yourself you never dare saying. Ah, so good. And it's so powerful because it makes people not celebrate a success, not a doing, not a having, but a being. All of a sudden, they, they celebrate, I am amazing because when my father was sick, I took a flight to be there next to him. Yes. I remembered, <laughs> I'm going to cry every time I share. I was doing this and this guy, I, I'm pushing him. I'm next to him to say, tell me something you truly care about. They say, I'm amazing because I almost died. I had a kidney replacement for me to be still alive. And I live my life every single day to be an example that my life was worth saving. Mm. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and he's telling that shyly because the music is loud and there's all this energy. And all of a sudden, you're like, wow. That's amazing. I admire you. And instead of being like, yeah, that's good. Or saying, oh, you're awesome. You really are in awe in front of the beauty of the being in front of you. And I, sorry, I, I really get carried away when I talk. No, that's so good. That's so good. I think if you were watching, you would video. see you carried away. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. The Impact Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Cartavera. Cartavera is a leadership development ecosystem with training, coaching, resources, events, and a community to help you grow. At Cartavera, we believe that you can't grow a business bigger than you, that your company is limited by your growth. We blend personal growth with leadership, team, and business growth to give you a single place to grow your people, grow your business, and grow your life. You can find out more at cartavera.com. Welcome back. You know, we, we've only, I think, used this word once, Sebastian, and every, so much of what you're talking about, for me, comes back to presence mm -hmm. in that, like you're talking about celebration. I think one of the reasons we don't celebrate is we're not present. I have a, I have a client who recently got a new client. One of my clients got a new client, and he had not got a new client this year. Wow. And... So I said, well, did you celebrate that? And he got the check. He sent me a picture of the check, which was a little bit of a celebration. So, you know, woohoo. I said, did you celebrate this? He goes, yeah, you know, not really. And I said, let me guess, because you're thinking about this in the context of the whole year and saying, well, you know what? I didn't sell anything for five months. So basically, I've not had a great year. I said, that's, that's the problem. You're looking at the whole year. The whole year doesn't matter. It's gone. It is gone. And so we're either not, we're, we, we mm. won't see it for the, you know, the magnificent moment it is, even if it's small, and, or we're into the next moment. Well, I got that, but what am I going to do tomorrow? I got to get the next one. Mm. So I, I just skip over the moment. I, I truly agree. And I, I love using metaphors. And for that, I, re, I love speaking about hiking. Mm. It's <laughs> like on a hike. And we started the hike, let's say on the bottom of the mountain, we saw the summit and we say, that's where I'm going. And it's a journey. Let's say you even enjoy the journey, 
The thing is, by the time you reach the summit, before you reach the summit, you see another summit that is further that you could not see from where you were standing at the bottom. You could not see it, it was hidden. And so you change your final destination and you keep doing this constantly. <laughs> new destination, because now you go to the second summit by the time you, before you get to the second summit, you see a new summit and then you see a new summit. And if we're talking about the journey of light, there's no end destination. I mean, if you want to talk about death, that's the right. final destination, but it's not really like a summit. It's just like, it's in between two summits, maybe. It's you not really know. the goal. <laughs> <laughs> we're playing, we're trying to play an infinite game. <laughs> yes. But so you, we're going and we're always seeing these new summits and we keep on walking and we just never take a time. And that's something I've, find extremely important is to stand like again you're hiking you stand you don't care if you're on a summit or not and you just turn around and you look back of how much you've walked but like how much and that brings obviously gratefulness but i say that because i have to do that you know i have moments when i'm like fuck it's not working la la and then i look two years ago i could not do that i could not afford that i couldn't i didn't have that i and now I take these for granted because I assume that there is like that I raised my standards and I forgot that where I'm standing now, it was a summit for me. Mm -hmm. And so, so good. did you read oh. my book? Sorry? <laughs> I'm serious. Did you read my book? No, because you are you are describing about a chapter and a half just there actually two chapters in my new book, which is about my walk on the Camino de Santiago a couple mm -hmm. years ago. And I have a whole chapter. One is called Stop Looking at the Goal because of what you said. If we always focus on the goal and it really reminds me of how far I have to go. And it's just stay in the moment and, and celebrate the small wins. And there's another chapter on you just have to turn around and look at what you've come from, and you're also going to see a totally different view, but you can't mm. all, you've got to turn around and look at it and celebrate what you did. You literally just described two chapters in my book. Nice. And with the, it wasn't a metaphor because I was actually hiking. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I truly believe we find the wisdom of life in everything if we know how to look for it. Yes. And like, especially in these kind of activities, hiking, I've learned so much kite surfing. Uh, just like about balance and letting go and lay, leaning down into the unknown. Like so many things. <laughs> Practice if you learn how to extract wisdom. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to very too spiritual if I go on, on this journey. But <sighs> I think one of the things that I see, and, and it's clear visually because you have this huge smile that's awesome. And you're, you're in this space and I just see joy right? You're, you're living with joy. And this is something that you're just practicing on an ongoing basis. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for witnessing it. And <laughs> I want to say, I'm not successful at it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> is anybody? <laughs> you know, it's just like, I, but I, it's something about the myth, because I feel we live in a myth of disconnection. Yes. When we see someone else achieving something, because he's come from another country, uh, he, he's a man, I'm a woman, or he's white and I'm black, or he's like, he's, he, has, he was rich, I'm poor, and we create this disconnection that I cannot achieve this for whatever difference in between the two of yeah. us. 
when 99% of the tools we share, like let's look at DNA, we have 99.9% that's <laughs> in common. And that's something I also used to teach when uh, no, teaching languages. It's like the problem is people focus on the differences when they learn languages. Mm. Start learning the similarities. Languages are 99.9% the same. They all have sounds, they all have words, they all mostly have articles, uh, conjugation, they have the same words. There's a dictionary we can translate. Good, there's one word you can translate, but most of the words you can focus on what's similar. What's, so my point here is like, when I sp say I speak 12 languages, people used to put me on a pedestal, or I thought they were putting me on a pedestal, and I refused that because I say, but you can too. And the same with the joy, I, I think, and thank you for pointing that out because it's became, becoming more and more the core of what I want to teach. I just love joy. I just yes. love people are joyful when they are passionate, when they are full of fire. And it's not something you're born with. It's something you practice. Yes, it is a choice. I totally agree with you. It's not something that, it's, it's not, I mean, it's partly the goal, right? I mean, we want to be happy, but I think happy is temporal, whereas joy is an abiding, a, a deeper resonance inside of us. I would say for me, happy is, it's, it's something that is like more closer to bliss in my personal definition. I think happy is a lot of people, put, but it's more flat, not as in a bad thing flat. Mm -hmm. But for me, joy, it's like a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Love it. Yes. It's, it's, it's goes on to others. Like I've had that like two, yesterday, I sent a message to a guy. He sent me a voice message. I say, thank you so much. Every time I receive a message from you, I smile. You make me smile when I listen to it. And I think we have this power and that's not action. It's just by being so joyful yes. to make other people joyful. Absolutely. And like going back to the core of where we started and the 21st century leader for me, is this way of influencing others, not by telling them what, by, what to do, but by being that thing so much, like radiating, uh -huh. pulsating that feeling, that way of seeing things so intensely that the other don't have any choice but just like, <laughs> and going like, okay, let's be happy, let's be joyful, let's be driven, let's have the same feeling. Wow. Well, in this time of COVID, it really comes back to, we, we are infectious. Mm. <laughs> well, very yeah. much. And yeah. I, you know, let's create. No, I, mean, I mean, our, our attitudes are in fact, can be infectious. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm going to go back to something you said, Sebastian. Um, I actually disagree with you on something because mm. you said we aren't born with joy. I think we actually are. I think we're actually born with pure joy and it gets talked out of us like then the mm. world says don't be so happy you need to be quiet like imagine your kid your kid starts screaming with excitement what's a parent do usually be quiet you got to be quiet so i think we that's why i in my book i talked about the journey to the present to me as a journey backwards because i think we came into the world full of joy and full of love and full of all mm. these things and then the world said no 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 like you got this bright light, no, no, tone that down because you might make other people feel bad or, or mm. that's arrogant. Like you yeah. said, we, we, we hesitate to bless ourselves because it 
someone told me it's arrogant. It's bragging. Yeah. I'm not even allowed. In fact, I wrote an article a couple of years ago that said, do you have people in your life where it is safe for you to brag? Mm. That people are going to say, wow, good for you versus, wow, that sounds kind of obnoxious. Why are you talking about you? Yeah. I was, I was so blessed to have a mother that was just, she is probably one of the most positive people in the world. And she's, she just constantly saying, Oh, you can do this. You can do that. I, I'm so proud of you for this and that and the other. And I, I was just floated. Yeah. And I, and I think it's key. One like mo- motto I leave by is surround yourself by, with people that celebrate yourself more than you celebrate yourself. Yeah, it's like, That's a, wow, like you just did and you just shared, you celebrate his success more than he does. That's mm-hmm. the kind of coach you want, you want to, and the kind of friend you want, the kind of peers you want. You want the people that say, hey, say, what, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you still moving? Look at what you've just done. Stop. <laughs> Let's dance. Send videos. I film when some clients say, "Hey, I just did that." I take my phone. I film myself and I dance, <laughs> <laughs> and I say, "Like, let's dance." And I call them. I say, "I'm not hanging out before you dance." And <laughs> oh, that's awesome! I think it's so important to have that because we are in the journey, and we've been talking about that a lot. But it's like, like now you're talking about the vicinity, your network. It's so important to have people that celebrate us more and not drag us down and not say, "Whoa." Also, sometimes, you know, like when you're a kid. Bring us back to reality. <laughs> when, uh, out of place, it's not the right time. Just like, oh, calm down. That's good friends. They know how to push and pull. You know, one of my big takeaways from this, Sebastian, and it's an, a topic near and dear to my heart, is the idea of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. as you're talking, you talked about leaders needing to model this. And I think that's a huge gap because, you know, a lot of leaders would say, I'm passionate about this. I get excited about this. But if you videotaped them for a week <laughs> and said, what did you see? Do you see passion? Do you see joy? Do you see celebration, excitement? No, it's kind of like, man, I'm just so passionate about this. Yeah. Oh, I'm oh so this is my call. Uh, this is my calling in life. And <laughs> to me, there's, I, I, I feel like there's a vulnerability in that so many people were told, you got to be cool, calm, and collected. Yeah. You can't be extremes because I, I say bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. The world does not need more people containing themselves. I think it's control. It's, mm-hmm. It goes back to control. And earlier you were talking about children, and thank you for correcting that. Obviously, we're born with that joint, and we're told mm-hmm. to like hide it. And again, a lot of what I leave by and I want to pass on is harmony and balance. So it, it, and what I hear here and earlier is the in between the adult, you know, the one who actually puts food on the table and say, hey, children, calm down. We need to get some food. Otherwise, we all starve. It's nice playing, but we need to put some food on the table. And the child say, yeah, but that, what's the point of eating and being alive if we don't play? Uh, so it's having the harmony and there are more characters for me, the core three are the, the old sage, the adult and the child. And when you can act having the harmony of the three, mm-hmm. then you have the wisdom of the sage that makes sure that whatever you do has a purpose is meaningful. Mm-hmm. 
uh, idle, then make sure that it's done and it's <laughs> that it's like where I have food to, on the table to go on until tomorrow. And the child, and that for me, that's a core element. When you bring in the child, like how long does a child play until it collapses? <laughs> the, the energy of a child when you work, you're going to have this actual joy when you work. You're unstoppable because all of a sudden you're fueled with all the children energy. Mm-hmm. And, and there are so many things you can do with this child energy and so many ways. Like when you were a kid, you were playing and you had a way of playing. And I know my partner, she, she loved to invite friends for a birthday and just see them play together. That's how she had fun. Just like creating these connections. And now she still does the same in our company, just creating the connection in between our clients and getting them to race together. So you get the same fun from the child. I, I, I loved, you know, playing together, creating a big group and just rising together. I still do that. And I just have, need my adult to say, okay, how do we make that and charge so that we can do it tomorrow and we don't have <laughs> tomorrow. Man, I, I love that, Sebastian. I, I feel like that right there could take us off for another whole episode. They know it could. I, I love the idea of the child. And, oh, yeah. Um, it, it took me back, and I'm, I'm thinking I may do a video about this because a few years ago I was walking to a ball game, and it had rained. There were puddles everywhere. And as we were walking, <laughs> I went and I just jump, started jumping in this puddle and splashing everybody. And my friends were like, oh, my God, Jeff, what the hell are you doing? I said, I'm jumping in puddles. And they said, why are you doing that? And I said, well, that's what puddles are for. <laughs> the puddle, you know, otherwise, it's just a puddle that's just going to go away eventually. The puddle serves no purpose except to be jumped in. I'm fulfilling the destiny of this puddle. That's right. And when Jeff and I were downtown, we saw a scooter. We were like, well, we have to ride it. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's so true. And when... And, and again, the, then what happens is the child is out of control. So you were talking about leadership being cultural. And I think we have grown into a world where we want control. We want certainty. We hate the idea of death. We hate the idea of accident. Like we always want to find someone responsible. It cannot just be like, there's an earthquake. It must be the United States with trying a new weapon. Like, come on, there's a freaking earthquake. There have been an earthquake for millions of years. Why do you need to blame someone? And so we kill the, the child because a child is unpredictable. So we leave on this um, left hemisphere of the brain, which wants to control to make things safe. And it's great. Like we have food on the table, we build trains, we do all these things. But it, it, it just like reminds me of a quote from Einstein. It's like science, it was like something like science is what designs trains and uh, everything we use in life. And art is what makes it worth living. Mm-hmm. Everything is art is like the... Like, it's great to be safe, but we need to also make sure that the life we're living, the safe life, is worth living. That we're still experiencing having sensory, the playfulness. And not only that, you know, sports, music, uh, whatever you want to experience, so that it makes this whole experience worth living. Not just what? safe. I think, I think that's the, the secret to Apple, actually. Mm-hmm. 
because Steve Jobs came in and he said, you know, we need to have multiple fonts. We need to design this beautifully. This needs to be something that's an experience. And it's, it was a totally different perspective than what IBM had. Mm. Yeah, not functional. Not, all, not only functional. Right. You still want it to work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it still works. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so Sebastian, this is this is amazing, and I know I, I know I could go on for hours with this. Oh yeah. I, I will tell you. I don't know if it'll ever happen. Uh, you talked about you were having uh, dinner or hanging out with a friend till one or two in the morning, having a deep conversation. I want to have one of those with you. I, yeah. You know, uh, one like, or two. Who, who like Craig? You're coming to Portugal. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, that's, that's what my wife says. And we can do it on <laughs> Zoom. We can do it on Zoom. We can still that's create true. that without a, without a recorder. Um, that'd right. be a great thing. Um, I've already got an idea for that, actually. <laughs> I, uh, so um, thank you so much for being here and sharing. Um, I always say sharing your wisdom bombs, which you did have, but really for sharing your joy and reminding yes. me, because I know that I'm guilty of this. And that there are times that my passion shows up as intensity. <laughs> and, but, you know, it's a reminder for myself to have joy and to have fun because I know that I love what I do so much that I say every day is fun, but it's, it's everything is mission driven and I'm in my mission all the time, but I'm, I'm not always having fun and I'm just being, I want to be more, I'm choosing I'm choosing because I really want to be more intentional with my fun and joy. So thank you for nice. that. Uh, mm -hmm. We want to make sure we have an opportunity here for you, Sebastian. Uh, tell, tell people how they can contact you. And in particular, is there anything in particular you want to promote or let them know about? Yeah. So like uh, the best way if you want to just reach out to me is connect with me on LinkedIn. That's the number one. Send me a message that you were listening to the Impact Leadership Podcast and you want that. You resonate with it. <laughs> Let's connect. I just think like if we truly know what we're doing and we feel it, let's do it. Send me a message. And the next thing I have a 10-year vision opt-in, you know, like where people can download, which helps fine-tune the 10-year vision. And uh, I'm creating also visualization because I truly believe when we trigger all the senses, we actually get closer to make manifesting that in our life. So I think that's something great. If you connect with everything I shared, great, go back and define your 10 year vision exactly how you want it. Not like by sense standards of what's possible or not. No, you're a designer, you create it all and you go and design your 10 year vision. And then I take you on a journey so that you bring that 10 year vision into the now so we don't wait 10 years to experience what it means. Mm. And then join me on the, my Facebook group that I run with my partner, Daria Vodopianova, called the Thought Leadership Accelerator Community. Oh, we'll be dropping the link somewhere. And uh, where it's just about people who want to rise in their thought leadership, who want to say, you know what, I have something to sh share with the world. I have a unique view. Like you two guys, you have clearly that and you're radiant that. And fine tuning, how do you want to maximize income, impact, and fun <laughs> along the way? Uh, those are the three ways I would suggest. And sometimes it depends when these will be broadcasted, but I run these retreats and I think that's amazing because it's a immersion. So mm -hmm. I don't know. You don't see me. You probably hear my intensity. This is nothing. Imagine plugged <laughs> in to really get to the core so we can just all, and it's called next chapter. 
it's really how do we get to the next chapter of our life? How do we let go of the current identity, which was with gratefulness saying, well, you brought me here, but now it is time to upgrade my identity to get ready for my next chapter. So that's one way I will be dropping the link to see if it's relevant with the dates. This is just from time to time I'm running this, but that's my, that's the core of my passion project here. It's just, ah, seeing Well, that. I'm sold. I, I, I want the Sebastian experience. Yes. <laughs> Well, we'll make sure everybody knows all those things and put that on the in the notes. Uh, so <clears throat> uh, I'm going to choose. Um, we always ask a question or two at the end. I'm going to just ask you one question here, Sebastian, that I'm really intrigued about. Talk to me about leadership models. Who, who's that leadership model for you, and what's the big learning from them? Without the shadow of a doubt, Tonya Robbins. And the main reason was before knowing that these men existed, I had no vision on how could I keep impacting while having fun. That's why I left France and went to Australia because I said, yeah, I can scale, I can grow my business, but it won't be fun. I can have more impact, but boring. And then I saw these men on a video on stage and they were like, oh, that's... <laughs> Act, that's income, all of, it, all of it at the same time. I mean, he probably does some admin work, but there was like really, like that was really the main reason you just, that was my four minute smile. Shit, you can be on a stage, impact thousands and thousands of people, have massive fun. You can see, you see him, he's having massive fun when he's doing it. If you don't know check him, check him out. But he's having, you see him having fun, and it's not just about the fun, because the fun is just, to make sure we're on the right track, but it does impact people and it is sustainable. So that, and you know, I've been following him ever since I discovered him three years ago and I find his work amazing. I like, he just did a, his event virtually and I just, and I attended and that's mm -hmm. like the passion he had to say, no, 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 you, you're not stopping me. I'm continuing, I'm doing it is extremely inspiring for me. Not mm -hmm. to mention all this charity work and all that, but just the core of where we connect to, I connect with him. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I've followed him for a while and, and somewhere in the middle, I saw, I thought, well, is he really real? And I think I've come to the conclusion that he is and he, he genuinely wants to help people. And he's trying to figure out, you know, sometimes I need to use language or I need to use different things to get to people, to shake them up. Yeah. And, he, and he's still a human. Yes. And right. I love that about him. You know, sometimes when I see his humanity, that's a great reminder. Say, oh, then I can do it too. <laughs> <laughs> has, any, has anyone ever told you you look like him? I have started to, pay, to notice it very recently. I was watching yeah. videos. Oh, huh. we look alike. We have something like physically yeah. in common. Yeah. He, I, I can't tell bird. for sure. I think he's a little bigger than you. Yeah. He's a very <laughs> Only big six, man. six. He's six, 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 seven, seven something like that. Yes. Well, thank you, Sebastian. Thank you so yes. much for being with us and all that you share, and especially bringing the, not only the reminder of joy and fun, but uh, to living it and breathing it and showing it to us this whole time. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for giving an me an opportunity to embody it because it's, this is when I do this that I feel this joy the most present when I can share these things with 
people like you and knowing that it's not only the two of you, but all the people you impact with what you're creating, that makes me feel like completely aligned, that makes me feel in my purpose. <laughs> it's, it's clearly an impact and fun. But awesome. thank you so much for this opportunity. Thanks for being here. If you like this podcast, you'll love the Cartavera Tribe. The Cartavera Tribe is a community of growth-committed leaders who want to connect, engage, and grow themselves, their people, and their businesses. Cartavera is a leadership development ecosystem with training, coaching, assessments, and events to challenge you and help you grow. And the Cartavera Tribe is a membership like none other. You'll get live access to Craig and Jeff where you can ask questions, as well as masterminds where you can get answers from other leaders who've already solved your greatest challenges. You'll have access to additional interviews and a variety of courses, tools, and resources to help you achieve your biggest goals. We have monthly game days where we have challenges and competitive games to help you grow your leadership capabilities. And you'll get a personal growth Sherpa who will guide you to help you reach your growth goals. To find out more, go to cartavera.com. That's C-A-R-D-I-V-E-R-A.com. See you on the inside. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about, and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so.